Today, we're here to reflect on the entirety of season three with a primary focus on the second half of episodes we've been recapping recently. So we've got a lot of fun things, you know, awards and nominations for our big categories, a lot of fun speculative questions, and big takeaway thoughts and questions and whatnot. So it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. It'll be momentous. <laughs> Before we get into it, uh, this is your last chance to enter our sticker giveaway. To do this, write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Send us a screenshot of that to talkingfastpodcast at gmail.com along with your mailing address and we'll send you a sticker. Yes. And you can also find us on Patreon at Talking Fast Podcast where you will be able to find our you'll be able to find our ad-free episodes, which is an exciting feature, and you can join our Gazebo Club, which is the basic support tier for $5 a month. And we're also collecting your thoughts on season 3, so We're not just going to be the only people to talk about it. We want to hear what you have to say, and we'll release this after all of our interviews. So send us your emails and voice memos with your thoughts on season three if you have a hot take or just something you want to get off your chest, Mm -hmm. and send those to talkingfastpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram. And you can also get a sticker in return for that if you are interested. So include your address if you would like the sticker. Those are going to be unavailable soon. So, you know, do what you can while supplies last. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we will be returning to talk all things season four in August. You know, new school year, new semester at Yale, and new podcast season. It's going to be so exciting. Mm -hmm. Perfect time of year. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to get kick things off in a similar way to our other episodes where we're going to talk you know big thoughts and then we will try to do a talking fast for the whole season which will be fine (laughs) and then after that it will be a bit of you know an open discussion of various things so big picture thoughts on season three what's your assessment of it now that we've seen the whole thing I think it's the best out of the first three seasons I think We've said it a lot, but there are a lot of shows that kind of, like, get their sea legs at season three or around there, and I think this is definitely one of them. I was looking back on the whole season, I was surprised by just how far, how far we've gotten from the end of season two. A lot happened, and I feel like the plot lines were a lot more tight than in previous seasons Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts I agree I think it is my favorite season maybe of the whole show but definitely of the first three seasons and like they were definitely planting the seeds in season two like it was a good season you know but then they really hit it home here and sports metaphors you know (laughs) I think it was a um a touchdown <laughs> I can't even a basket no. a three-pointer no <laughs> a basket I really enjoyed it and I agree looking back at the episodes to pick out my favorites I was like just so pleasantly surprised to see everything that was there mm-hmm. and 
it had such a logical beginning and end point. You know, the whole senior year arc, like, really worked as well. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Lorelai's career a bit, the arc there too, you know, from Independence Inn to ending with Dragonfly stuff. It just, the flow is there, the structure is there. We'll talk more about it, but overall, it probably won't surprise anyone. We've been big fans of it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Should we attempt to do our talking fast first? <laughs> yeah, why not get it out of the way? <laughs> and then hopefully forget <laughs> or have nightmares about it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to attempt to do the whole season in 45 seconds. Right. So wish us luck and the offer still Uh, stands if anyone wants to send in a voice memo mm -hmm. of you kicking our asses doing a talking fast segment we would love to hear it (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely if that's if that's the hot take on season three that you have is that we suck at doing our talking fast (laughs) segments and you can do it better we would love it and i'll probably agree with you yeah (laughs) yeah what if it's someone who does like the like um auctions and stuff like that i bet they'd be oh really gosh good. <laughs> yeah uh there's always like the irony of our podcast title mm-hmm. and the fact that i at least talk quite slowly <laughs> especially when the pressure is on in the talking fast segment <laughs> yeah i'd like to think i'm a, like a medium but compared to gilmore you know mm-hmm. i'm slow so yeah who is that fast really they're like trained actors who had to work to get that fast (laughs) yeah okay i am willing to go first (laughs) you can do it then all right on your mark get set go so one of the biggest things this season is rory's applying to college trying to decide where she's gonna go and she gets accepted and decides to go to yale she also has boy troubles where with sexual tension and everything with Jess and then she and Dean finally break up and they Jess get they get the she and Jess get together and it goes badly Lorelai dates around and then she also uh, is moving on to the Dragonfly Inn and she gets random money uh there's a lot of other love in Stars Hollow this season and then uh uh oh gosh I I give up <laughs> All right. I got way off track well I got that so was off almost, track and forgot everything <laughs> that was almost 30 seconds it was a bit more but I thought wow, you nailed well. like many major <laughs> plot lines though I thought I'm like oh this is going really well I like thought I was being really organized but what that did was just erase everything else from my mind yeah then you had some time for some extras <laughs> and it was like wait what yeah. else was there <laughs> uh, okay uh, do you want to give it a shot? <laughs> sure. Okay. Ready, set, go. We open up after the summer has passed and Rory has uh, had, she had just kissed Jess, but she hasn't told Dean about it. And she ends up staying with Dean and Jess is with Shane. This leads to um, Rory and Dean eventually breaking up at the iconic dance marathon. Rory then moves quickly on to Jess and it does not go too well. And they kind of break up when he goes town by going to stay with his dad in California. Meanwhile, Lorelai is moving from the Independence Inn to uh, the Dragonfly. She also moves from John Hamm to Charlie Swan, but mostly has been single. Meanwhile, Luke is dating Nicole, some Lane and Dave, uh, <laughs> Yale. <laughs> Deep. 
Oh, dear. (laughs) That was so much better. I don't know. It didn't feel Uh, like that. Well, we can just say that it's a challenge. It was. Is there anything that we missed, anything important that we should shout out? I think, like, we didn't really, neither of us really touched on the Emily and Lorelai in this season, which was interesting, and it was not nearly as volatile as in other seasons, because there were some really good moments between the two of them yeah and they didn't have as many like blow-ups I felt like throughout this whole season yeah I felt like they had highs and lows but it was mostly highs until the very end Mm -hmm. with the big blow-up when Lorelai returns the money um but something I had one of my favorite moments that I found going through my notes was when Lorelai brought Emily the VCR when she had noticed oh, yeah. Emily is lonely with Richard being gone so much and how she knew like all the right musicals to get her and set it up for her and everything and I just thought that was so sweet and that is not the note mm-hmm. we ended the season on at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we also had like tricks moving back in and then the interesting bonding opportunity that gave Lorelai and Emily yeah and unrelated we had like a lot of Christopher and Sherry and Gigi stuff Mm -hmm. in the first half that didn't really transfer over into the second half that much although that flashback and birth episode might have been in the beginning of the second half I think it was Yeah. yeah it's so interesting like there was a huge tonal shift between the first and second halves of this season and a lot of that had to do with like the Sherry and Christopher stuff, but also Rory and Dean mm-hmm. uh, breaking up and Rory and Jess getting together. Because there was just like, there was so much tension in the first half with Rory and Jess. And then as soon as they got together, things started getting kind of dark in a way that doesn't often happen in Gilmore Girls. Just like the, because their relationship went so badly. Yeah, it was definitely more messy and morally mm-hmm. complex. Because with With the love triangle, it's like this or that, you know, should Mm -hmm. I date Dean or should I date Jess? But then once you're with Jess, it's like so many different like scrambled things. It's not just a simple question anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, all right. I think we wanted to discuss our favorite and least favorite episodes as well as nominate some like all-time season awards for some of our segments and whatnot. So mm-hmm. let's get started with our favorite episode of the second half of the season. What do you have? Mine was A Tale of Pose and Fire. Nice. <laughs> for my favorite. And I think that I said that when we were recapping that episode also. I just love that it's like got all the quirkiness, but it's also pretty momentous as far as plot line stuff yeah like the in burning is a big deal so I just like that episode a lot that one was up there for me as well I also considered here comes the sun which is just kind of Mm mind-blowing to me compared to like how I was (laughs) shading it so hard before we watched it and then I really liked it but ultimately I think my favorite was the finale that we just recapped Mm -hmm. those are strings Pinocchio is the title and I think it's just like I'm a sucker for a big momentous season finale type episode Mm -hmm. and it had 
you know, like graduation, getting the dragonfly, just really exciting stuff like that. So I think I had to pick that one. I would agree. That one was great. I I think like the the last like four or five episodes of this season were really strong Mm -hmm. on the plot and also like the drama and just like really strong episodes all together, like as a storyline in themselves. Totally. Starting kind of with the, the dance or the party episode. Yeah, like because you've got Keg Max and then you've got Say Goodnight Gracie, mm-hmm. which kind of deals with the fallout and just leaving. Then, you know, here comes Sun, just in California, and then the finale. Um, they mm-hmm. had such a clear sense of like where they were going with the end of the season. And I know at times we both kind of critique some of the less successful storylines that got us to the end so there weren't it wasn't all you know sunshine and rainbows like we still had friday night dinner critiques of course and like one of those being i know for me the paris storyline of it all um Mm -hmm. how to get her to yale essentially rather than harvard and choosing to do this really like negative i'm not going to harvard because i had sex blow up situation that as we know, ultimately leads us to good places, but it was just painful to watch. And I think I would mm-hmm. skip that if I was rewatching again. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, after we watched the the second to last episode, the Here, Here Comes the Sun, where Lorelai gives Paris that good advice about making her college decision, like, without taking other people into consideration, like, it's just her her decision... And that was really all we needed for Paris to end up at Yale. Like there were yeah. plenty of reasons for her to choose Yale over Harvard just because of that. Because Harvard was like full of her family legacy and stuff like that. That she, you know, ends up kind of wanting to distance herself from or just like rise above in a new format. So mm-hmm. that was that was all we needed. We didn't yeah. need the like weird sex punishment. <laughs> It could have been as simple as, you know, Harvard has been my dream, but when I opened up mm-hmm. the letter, I didn't feel like I thought I would and I'm having doubts and you know, things like that. Or mm-hmm. I also think I wouldn't have minded her having a really like emotional sort of breakdown after having sex for the first time if it wasn't tied to her thinking that's why she didn't get into Harvard, which I think is a mm-hmm. lot of people remember it that way like oh yeah you almost think like she messed up her harvard interview because she had sex or something like that Mm -hmm. um which is like a retroactive (laughs) like miss memory but yeah like it could have still been interesting to explore that because sex especially at that age is like wildly important and scary and whatnot so yeah and the the fact that that episode also has the notorious i've got the good kid line which just hurts so bad (laughs) yeah there were so many other things that could have been said yeah especially when you see how lorelei handles providing advice and the hug and comfort to paris you know in the episode we talked about like i think it seems like that would be her reaction more than like bragging about rory (sighs) yeah while we're on the critique train what were our least favorite episodes (laughs) For the second half of the season, I hate to say it, but happy birthday, 
KB was my least favorite. Mm. <laughs> that was the like all of the preparation for Lorelai's birthday. I just when I was looking back at the things that happened in all the episodes, that one was the one that just like didn't grab me for anything, mm-hmm. you know? It didn't like I didn't have a huge impression of what had really happened in that beyond the huge pizza. <laughs> Obviously, I know things did happen, but it just didn't stick with me. So, totally. what was your least favorite? Well, looking over all of the episodes, I think my least favorite is from early on in the second half, the Dear Emily and Richard episode mm-hmm. with the flashbacks. I continue to be uh, have like a strong problem with that episode and yeah I know that um we like pulled everyone and you all seem to either be ambivalent or you did like it and so I think I am in the loud minority (laughs) I'm the loud one here um about that but you know I'm I'm proud to represent the critique crew on that one (laughs) yeah that one like I was pretty ambivalent to beforehand and I would say I'm still ambivalent to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I still appreciate some things about it. But, yeah, it's it's a hard episode. Mostly just because of the the kind of, like, randomness. Yeah. I mean, there's a clear connection of having babies. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, what is really the connection between a lot of the scenes, you know? Yeah, I think they thought that connection would be enough to tether it all together. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not, you know? Yeah. And it's the last we saw of Sherry. Is that the last we see of Sherry ever? Because we don't see her when Gigi's like a toddler. Yeah, you know, she has a storyline later on, but I don't think she's present for any of it. Yeah. Which is a shame um, because I think I am interested in the plot of like the so-called selfish mother and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it can... It's so morally complex, but um, I feel like we probably won't see it handled that way, but Mm -hmm. time will tell. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there were a lot of characters in this season that, like, had big moments that will just disappear. We'll never see them Mm -hmm. again. (laughs) Dave, Sherry, I guess that's kind of it. Alex just disappeared. Yeah, there is one other. Oh, Jess, I mean... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see him again, again, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just not as much. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> On that note, we don't have to go too into our speculative questions, but maybe while it's appropriate, are there any of the characters who leave that you imagine, like, if they had stayed in, something major would be different about the show? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what if Dave stayed? What if Jess stayed? That kind of situation i mean if dave had stayed that would have completely changed the trajectory of lane's story i Mm -hmm. think they wouldn't have had to pair her with zach and i mean we'll get to zach i don't like his and lane's relationship but i do end up kind of liking zach by the end though when we're first introduced to him in this season he's kind of a sleaze and gross it did seem that way but (laughs) i think he does get better like you said yeah but if dave had stayed i mean i don't think Lane and Dave were like end game because they're a high school relationship but it still would have changed things it would have changed the band it also just would have like probably changed how Lane decided to 
leave her mother's life path kind of because mm-hmm. she does that in the next season that we'll see um in an interesting way and i think if dave were there things might have gone differently just because of how he i don't interacted with mrs kim basically like the conflict would be that she said yeah you can go to prom but you can't marry him or mm-hmm. something like that so that could have been one way for it to go that like the next step is convincing her that they should marry or like maybe they elope or something and then it's about mrs kim coming to terms with it and in that situation i would just want to like shake mrs kim's shoulders and be like you know mm-hmm. you could have had zach so just yeah except for <laughs> dave you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i wonder if they would have done the pregnancy the way they do mm-hmm. if it was dave And I almost wonder, like, did they know or have a sense that Adam Brody wouldn't be available forever? Because I almost feel like for um, a longtime character, they might not have made him so perfect, you know, because it is a good point that we've mentioned before. Like, if he did stay, would would we get tired of him being perfect all the time? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if one of the ways that we he would have proved to not be perfect even in keeping with the character that we were given was if Lane is trying to really rebel and move out on her own and Dave is resistant to that, mm-hmm. which we kind of see with how he acted when she like had the drunken phone call. And in the circumstances, he act like the way he acted ended up being for the best. But Lane as an adult trying to move forward, if she was like trying to make all these moves and he was still trying to make her consider her mom's yeah. feelings more like I mean obviously it's good for her to consider her mom's mm-hmm. feelings but at that age you kind of need to do what you got to do at, in, to, in some sense to move your own life forward I don't know yeah I don't know if that makes sense no I think it does I also think that they it could be interesting like if they did break up to see them still be in the band together and what that would look mm-hmm. like because I do think It'd be interesting to explore that conflict, but I could see those two being friends afterward, which isn't like I I see a friendship between them, you know, so that could have been Mm -hmm. cool as well. And we it would have been cool to see Dave in the revival now that I think about it. Yeah, that would have involved giving Lane screen time, though. So (laughs) (laughs) what does he look like now? Oh, he's definitely handsome. (laughs) He was in a show recently called single parents it has two seasons it was on abc i think and it was a sitcom and it was really 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 good and i feel like it was so it went under the radar which is unfair oh yeah he's got like scruff from the google picture that i just saw (laughs) he's not on the show very much but um leighton meister plays the main character and he's like the dad who isn't around so kind of like a deadbeat dad type but he comes occasionally and it's humorous because they're married in real life and he's not (laughs) like that you know so he comes on to play her like past boyfriend in the show so it's quite clever (laughs) interesting yes but moving back to our show we have a few different segments of course and we might not have a nomination for every single one but Are there any moments that stand out for you for any of our segments that you would like to nominate as like an all-season representative for the segment? I think 
For a full season gazebo moment, I'd have to choose just the graduation <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the emotion that you see from Lorelai, Suki, Jackson, Luke, Emily, and Richard, and Rory all together. It really kind of puts a cap on all of the like emotion and everything and all <clears throat> all of the work that Rory had put through put in and all of the stuff that everybody who was supporting her had gone through and it was just you know a big moment I agree as we said graduations are great (laughs) I know I also had the um Rory's going to Yale moment um at the dinner you know with the grandparents and the Lorelai transforming it into a Yale wall with the Mm -hmm. t-shirt Rory's going to Yale all of the like graduation and college stuff at the end I feel really sentimental about (laughs) and and it's stuck in my memory as well perhaps because you know we've gone to grad school and all this stuff so like academics is important to me as well so Mm -hmm. yeah it really stands out to me but then on a totally different level I also remembered the Jess and Rory sprinkler scene from the season which at the time I had said (laughs) I think is like my favorite scene of them together like point blank Mm -hmm. and I still actually stand by that like of all the different kissing scenes we had from them this season like they're all hot don't get me wrong but (laughs) just the chemistry and the sprinkler scene and the stakes being Mm -hmm. so high and it was like a respite in their current like antagonistic vibe at the start of the season it's just a really all-time couple moment for me yeah yeah that was a great one iconic indeed (laughs) I think for uh Jess sass attack I'd have to take one from the here comes the sun episode (laughs) I just cannot get over Jimmy saying that he's gonna show Jess the sights and then (laughs) pointing and saying land sea (laughs) sky (laughs) I just love it it's like it's sassy. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily what we think of when we think of a Jess sass attack, which is usually like a quip. Yeah. This is just like a a ridiculous statement, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I had a few Jess sass attacks that I remembered going through my notes, and I think my favorite is the one I mentioned in the mid-season recap as well, which is the Independence Inn major disappointment speaking when Lorelai answers mm-hmm. the phone. I love that line. Um, I've got the recent, I think you're being really stupid from Maury to Emily in the Mm -hmm. episode we watched recently. And a couple other throwbacks would be when Paris says to Charleston, like, because we're girls, we must be fighting (laughs) over a boy. And then she like mutters Mm -hmm. under his breath about him being a sexist pig. Good times. And then lastly, from the very short lived but epic Dean villain era, the line where he's talking to Jess about, yeah, we're just friends, like, and look where it got you when you were friends with her. And I kind of misphrased that in the paraphrasing, but I loved the short-lived Dean villain era. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so underutilized, I mm-hmm. think. <laughs> they really let that drop as soon as they decided to put him with Lindsay. Yeah, poor Lindsay. But we'll get into that in the next season. Yeah, we I'm will. Sure. Any Lorelai closet or Rory's bookshelf or Star's Hollow moments to note? I was thinking back. There were some Lorelai's closets that were specific to Lorelai that I remembered clearly. Like 
those few episodes where I kept noticing that her shirts and her necklaces <laughs> were matching. I still just like that because mm-hmm. uh, it's like such a subtle thing. And I don't think that like continues throughout. <laughs> um, but then also her dress for graduation. Mm-hmm. I know that was recent. So maybe that's why it's sticking in my, in my mind. But it was so cool. And I just haven't seen a dress like that ever Mm -hmm. especially in that color I think it was so pretty did you have any Lorelai's closets yeah I would want to say every single outfit in the dance marathon episode oh yeah that's (laughs) true yeah I forgot about that yeah and then also each of the shirts that Kirk made you know the Babette ate oatmeal Mm -hmm. um still gotta look out for that on Etsy or something like that I also want to give a shout out to the broken Dean bracelet. That was a very symbolic oh, yeah. moment of fashion. <laughs> and then last but not least, when Lane meets Dave for the first time and she's wearing that band t-shirt and then she takes mm-hmm. it off and her shirt underneath says, trust God. And he says, is that <laughs> a band? <laughs> and she says, no, this is my life. <laughs> and just walks away without yeah. explaining. <laughs> that just encapsulates Lane's life so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have like an overall Friday night critique, do you think? Or I guess we also have Stars Hollow moments. Yeah. So for Stars Hollow, I can do that pretty quickly. I think, you know, the Poe Festival, we had a few different like iconic town meetings as well that were mm-hmm. when I watched them, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. And it was like delightful. Um, I know we both really liked the whole pastor and rabbi gimmick. Yeah. Um, though I did recent, recently see online someone had posted like, where are all of the Jewish people in Stars Hollow that are attending these like rabbi yeah. services? Um, but beyond that plot hole, I like that bit. And then also the dance marathon, I think might be like the best mm-hmm. festival kind of event Stars Hollow puts yeah. on ever. That's what I was going to say. The, the dance marathon is just, you can't get better than that. It, I yeah. also just like, the Taylor's ridiculous soda shop and everything that <laughs> oh, yeah. has to do with that throughout the whole season is just hilarious. The grand opening's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All those like good scenes that we got with Miss Patty ogling the workers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but to address like overall Friday night dinner critiques, I don't want to. Well, personally, I don't think I need to spend too much time on it because I feel like we've done a good job of like tracking these larger critiques over Mm -hmm. the various episodes. And I think that's partially in response to the season being fairly consistent in its strengths as well as its weaknesses, you know. So I think we really saw the emergence of... um, like the height of Roy's not like other girls with mm-hmm. the whole treatment of Shane. And then starting with Lindsay, we don't really, we get a bit of that, but it will get even more in the following seasons. Um, and then I also had been thinking, of course, all things Justin Rory related and yeah. the negatives of their relationship and the potential of like what they could have done with them, you know? And then last but not least, just under-researched various college storylines, yeah. <laughs> which was a personal irk. Yeah. It's not that serious, you know, but 
it would take me out occasionally because I do have a level of familiarity, you know, with some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the one that I had focused on was the Jess and Rory and like how it all went down with them when Dean broke up with Rory and then like Jess and Rory immediately started dating and started off their whole relationship in a bad place and it just got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved for them to drag that out a little bit further and maybe let them get together in college and then have that as a complication, like mm. she's in college and he's not, and they're like different lives at that point. That but I don't know. I I have a feeling that the potential dress show really impacted the whole arc that they did for Jess and Rory. But they also would never have let Rory be single for a while. (laughs) No. I feel like that's something they're not brave enough to try until season four. Mm -hmm. But I wish they would have tried it sooner. And it could have been cool because season three, Lorelai is single as well. So they both could have been single together. But I think it does ultimately come down to what... We discussed more in the mid-season recap of like us wanting to restructure those opening episodes. Mm -hmm. And I think the problems could have been solved so much more by either having the Rory and Dean break up at the end of season two or at the very beginning of season one, having a period before she dated Jess and then dating Jess because Mm -hmm. they were just set up to fail. And I think we were all just so tired of the same old dean relationship i don't know why the writers didn't feel like confident enough maybe to like let that go or yeah and embrace the just thing or i don't i don't know but i think like it also just sort of felt like they could make jess and rory exciting when they weren't dating but then once they were Mm -hmm. dating I don't know why they took the direction they did. Like, it never ended up being that interesting or romantic mm-hmm. or fun. <laughs> it was yeah, mostly it was just, just like kissing and then bummer after bummer, you yeah. know? <laughs> also, the Dean and Lindsay stuff would have made a lot more sense if Rory and Dean had broken up at the beginning of the season and then Dean had started dating Lindsay, like, in the fall or something mm-hmm. and then gotten married in the summer like that just would have made a lot more sense totally did you have an mvp for the season you know is that too hard maybe let's circle back around to that one because i forgot to think about that (laughs) (laughs) okay so we've kind of talked about like i mean clearly we've talked about the rory and jess relationship what did you think of lorelei's single life we don't really get to see her dating around much for the rest of the series really she kind of just hops from boyfriend to boyfriend you know all things considered it doesn't feel entirely like memorable to me Mm -hmm. I don't think it really made a big impression on me um except for when of course she dates like John Hamm and then Alex (laughs) as well I think I liked that period of her like getting back out there and figuring things out and knowing like what's wrong for her aka boring rich guy (laughs) (laughs) disappointing the way the alex thing 
just um, disappeared. And the fact that, like, technically we never hear that she's not with him still to yeah. this, this <laughs> point. Um, but, yeah, it's also interesting for the fact that there is some Luke and Lorelai stuff, but it wasn't mm-hmm. the biggest, like, will they, won't they for Luke and Lorelai. Though it was yeah. there. It was definitely there. But. Yeah. Yeah, we got that conversation about kids at the dance. Oh, yeah. But most right. of it relied on, like, uh, Nicole's kind of... I wouldn't even necessarily call Nicole jealous of Lorelai, but her, like, consciousness yeah. of the the interesting relationship that Lorelai and Luke had and, like, the potential for problems there. Yeah. Which and, is, like, undeniable. Yeah. And funnily enough, we open the season with that dream Lorelai has about yeah. being married and having children with Luke, which is, you know, comes up and is paralleled in the final episode with Luke's dream. Yeah. And also the, like, scene with her sleeping over and telling him about the dream. So the dream was important, I would say. Yeah. That's what Freud would say also. <laughs> Dreams <Yeah>. are important. <laughs> yeah. I just recently watched um, Bridesmaids again, and I'd forgotten that John Hamm was in that, and he plays another, like, rich, boring guy who's yeah. the, like, hookup of the main character, <clears throat> and he just looks hilarious the whole time, making weird sex faces and yep. stuff. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. From Mad Men to, like, a just complete Random comedy guy. character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's probably, like, set for life, I would think, with Mad Men money. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But, like, I think there is a freedom to roles you accept once you've been on a hit show like that. Yeah. And the and, progressive money, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then I think also, like, sometimes I feel like actors are trapped by the character they play that is, like, super Mm -hmm. memorable. But for him, I think it enables him to either do another serious, handsome character like Don Draper or do something that plays on it by being, like, the total opposite, you know? Then it's like, oh, look, he's being silly. So, like, he's in a very good setup in life, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But this isn't the John Hamm show, so... (laughs) Yeah, despite that one episode where we talked about him, and I think a named lot. it after him. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh. maybe we should have him on, interview him. I'd love that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's attainable. <laughs> yeah, like what was the casting process like for Gilmore Girls? <laughs> Not <Yeah>. Mad Men. <laughs> uh, that'd um, be so much fun. <laughs> so something else we're kind of talking about as well in this conversation has been the end of season three and the way that it's setting up and leading into season four, which brings up the fact that they're about to split the show into Yale Mm -hmm. and Stars Hollow and continue, you know, some of these major things like Rory will be in college. Lorelai will be doing the dragonfly. How do you feel about how they set that up? And I guess we could maybe try to like forget that we've seen season four already and think like if we had just seen season three, like what would we expect and hope to see in season four? Yeah, Mm. I guess just season four thoughts. (laughs) I feel like they kind of did it masterfully despite the ridiculous money plot. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But like the huge complication of splitting up location is like how do you 
make both of your two main characters still have interesting like storylines if they're not always together Mm -hmm. and all of that and to like end this season with clear goals for season five for each of the characters like rory first year of yale lorelei opening the dragonfly to give them those goals really set set up season four for success in a way that i i mean we've kind of mentioned it in the past but so many so many shows like as soon as they go to college or something like that they just completely go off the rails but i feel like this setup here was just really good i agree i really agree and i think season four in relation to that does mostly deliver you know like it's Mm -hmm. so much about rory's life at yale and then lorelei's life and then still the Friday night dinners as the connecting kind of tissue between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the only thing that I would expect, I think not knowing what I know is that I would have thought they would maybe go to Luke and Lorelai immediately in season four with the way that they like not so subtly worked in, yeah, you know, Luke's dream true. where Lorelai's asking him not to go with Nicole. Uh, but instead, we get the whole Jason of it all. Yeah. Which I totally, like, forgot exists to a certain point. And <laughs> I'm... But I am looking forward to that because I don't really have... I feel pretty ambivalent about Jason Um, So I'm curious to see if I will feel that way or if I will develop strong feelings in the positive or the negative while we're recapping season four. I only my only association with him currently is that I think his like cameo in the revival is just so silly where yeah like he's at the reception for Richard's funeral and it's overall been a very serious thing and then they choose that moment to be like oh look at this old actor that we had Mm -hmm. and he compliments Lorelai's hotness and asks her if she's happy at her dad's funeral like (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so Uh, yeah (laughs) looking forward to Jason (laughs) I did love the actor in the in his role in Maisel, though. That was fun. Yeah, he was the one who's had the more, like, recurring role. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for season four. I mean, obviously, we know what happens, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be so much fun. (laughs) We've got a haircut coming up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so to move into some of our fun and more random questions, not that we haven't been having fun up until now, but... This is just, you know, the miscellaneous fun category of questions. Was there anything in the season that, like, happened off screen that you wish we had been able to actually see the the scene for? Yeah. And I feel like this came up a couple times. I wish we had seen Rory and Jess discuss being in a relationship, Mm -hmm. although I don't even think looking back like I don't think they even had that conversation I think like what we saw was what they discussed which was nothing so that's actually kind of ironic to me um I wish we had seen the Sookie and Jackson pregnancy talk during the dance marathon when that was off screen and I wish we had seen more um Dave and Lane like the prom we didn't see that was Mm -hmm. something I would have wanted um, so those are the main three that came to mind for me. Do you have any? 
I would say all of those plus the Kirk splitting his pants oh, while yeah. being pinned by the the casket <laughs> scene mm-hmm. that is like hinted so well in the newspaper, but also like it it was probably funnier off screen because there's like there's such a fine line of humor when it has to do with like funerals or caskets or death and stuff. So it might have been going a little bit too far, but that still would have been. I think interesting. Any Kirk scene <laughs> totally would be fun. Yeah. This one could be fun. Ranking are the couples in season three. Ooh. So we've got <sighs> Nicole so and Luke, <laughs> Dave and Lane, Rory and Jess, Suki and Jackson. I mean, technically Emily and Richard. I don't mm. know. Maybe we could do a top three rather than try to do all of them. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. Hmm. This is so hard for me because I love Jess, um, as I've said multiple times. Yeah, before, but the couple, but I you know? hate him with Rory. Like the him and Rory together is just not good. The things he does when he's with Rory just terrible. Yeah. So I can't even put them in my top three. It's really Ooh, sad. I actually <laughs> have one. I think this might. I'll go. I think so. Lane and Dave are number one for me. And then this might be silly, but Lorelai and Alex. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they could have had something. They, they could have had it all. Been great. Yeah. They had like such such good potential. Yeah. And then last, I think maybe Jamie and Paris, maybe. Oh yeah. Okay, I've thought I've thought of mine. Okay. <laughs> uh the first Lane and Dave. The second, tricks in the tracksuit guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love it. Third, third, I'd actually agree, Lorelai and Alex. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, I compl- had completely forgot about tricks in the tracksuit guy. That is what really a great clever. couple. <laughs> and Iconic. of all of those couples, they had like a multi-year relationship. Yeah. As she so explained. True. Yeah. Even if it was clandestine. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I almost... <laughs> Threw in Suki and Jackson because they are like an all time great mm-hmm. couple. But I think the like the was it four and four or five and five? Four and four. Four and four. Yeah. I can't ignore that that happened this season. <laughs> and that is just really. Yeah. And I think maybe that could be could have been solved by seeing the conversation they have where mm-hmm. they come to an agreement about not doing that or respecting Suki as a partner rather than a baby factory like <laughs> I would have yeah. liked to see the resolution I think that would help me not feel so judgmental toward Jackson about that <laughs> yeah that just felt like so it was so clear that they were trying to like drum up some sort of conflict mm-hmm. and just ridiculous but it'll come back up you know in later later seasons unfortunately yes <sighs> Okay, so any last questions related to season three before we go? Okay, um, here's another question. And this could be, you know, helpful for listeners as well if they're at the same age. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We are perpetual students, even though you're finally done, Suzanne. Um, (laughs) Yes. So what is some advice we would give to Rory and Paris as they are about to start college? I... I'm not like this is hard because when I started college, my undergrad experience was like not great. I didn't really, mm-hmm. I just did classes and 
had multiple jobs, I didn't like make friends or anything. So I think it's slightly different from what I would suggest. But I don't know, I'd say it's going to be terrifying (laughs) and that's okay. But just to kind of remember like what Lorelai told Rory at the end of the graduation episode, looking back at Chilton, it's not so scary now. Mm. Like by the end of your first semester, I think things feel more um, manageable, even if they're still scary. Yeah. So just keep that in mind and uh, go to your classes. That's <laughs> like the bare minimum. If yes. you go to your classes, you'll most likely pass, even if you don't do great work. Like that's <laughs> just, just go to classes. You don't have much else to do. Just go to class. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> I think I just have like random thoughts have popped in my head, like making friends, like in your if you live in dorms and stuff like within Mm -hmm. your like hall can be a good place because they're all there um but also like clubs I think can be a good place to meet people Mm -hmm. you know go to like smaller groups of people who have a similar interest as you and that can help you know narrow it down but in terms of just college and academics definitely going to class don't sign up for 8 a.m.s because you won't go. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you do get one, good luck. I don't know how you're going to yeah. do that. Don't forget flip-flops to wear in the shower. Yes. I guess just expect also that like your um, like your study habits and your work habits are going to change from how you mm-hmm. did things in high school to college. Like your schedule will be a lot more flexible and independent. And just expect that transition period to potentially be rocky, but be on the lookout for identifying like what works for you. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want to do to-do lists? Do you want to like rely on a calendar? Do you like to work at night? Do you like to work alone or work with people? Like different things like that. Um, And your first finals will be horrible. And sometimes finals will be horrible after that. But um, just you know it always gets done that's my mantra mm-hmm. during finals like it never yeah. doesn't get done so it will always get done and you will survive um yeah and have a good time you know I loved undergrad good for you <laughs> oh and don't like uh, my college was weird where we like would rent senior houses in like our mm-hmm. sophomore year or something because the exploitative landlords like convinced us you had to like rent early you know or whatever so don't like schedule senior living with your like best friends from sophomore year mm-hmm. um this didn't happen to me but I did see people who were like no longer friends <laughs> by senior year oh, so be careful <laughs> about signing like leases well in advance I guess is highly niche yeah. advice <laughs> yeah oh that'd be that'd be terrible wow mm-hmm. good luck to all of our young listeners out there who might be starting college soon. yeah and if you have any specific questions please let me know I also have yeah. younger sisters in undergrad currently so I can access you know knowledge from the ground as well <laughs> if you're starting grad school it'll be a bit of a different story but oh yeah contact me privately <laughs> about that one <laughs> yeah. oh my god okay This next question is a total 180 from this discussion, and it's based on the show I'm currently watching, which I know Suzanne is watching as well. Love Island UK, Mm -hmm. show of the summer. 
how would Gilmore Girls characters do on Love Island? Which of them would even be there? Or if we just presume they're there for no reason, like how would they act or how would they survive? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I think Lorelai would thrive. Mm. She would be like, she's just bubbly enough um, to like charm everybody with her personality. Plus she's really beautiful, obviously. So she would thrive. She'd have to, I don't know, remember that cameras are on all the time <laughs> and everything you say is can be heard. True. I think Rory, oh my God. <laughs> that's a hard one because there's on almost every season, there's like a, a character who kind of gets like shunted around. Mm. Everybody likes them, but they never really solidify anything until they then get booted off. And I feel yeah. like that would be Rory because she is so incapable of like making the move pretty much. So she would just kind of go with whoever is the most recent to show interest in her. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if that's very harsh. <laughs> no, that's interesting because I feel like um I could see Rory like getting in a relationship day one in week one yeah that's, and then that, yeah either committing either to or. it the whole time even though she might not be feeling it and then when Costa Amor comes around she meets someone uh. let's say a Jess and <laughs> is like freaking out and probably brings them back but then they're in a triangle as she is like can't make a decision and then yeah maybe she loses both of them or she accidentally gets you know, kicked off or something like that. I'm not sure. But I agree with you about Lorelai. I think Lorelai would remind me of um, one of my all-time favorite people, Maura Higgins from season yeah, five. Absolutely. Yeah, And I could see her getting in big, like, blow-ups. Like, Maura would just, like, yell at guys from mm-hmm. really loudly where everyone could hear. But then she would also be, like, super romantic and, like, have friends and stuff like that. So... And we'll just yeah. make, like, good TV and good little statements and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Paris. I think <laughs> Paris would be the Ek and Sue of the season. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, so strategic and very, like, like you know what you got to do in each step. And, mm. like, uh, straightforward. Like, Ek and Sue, came, like, she came on pretty strong to a lot of people. <laughs> and yeah. I think Paris would do the same thing. But in the end, Ekansu won, and she's also still with Davide, I think. So, And they have their own show. Yeah, they're obviously doing great. Like, that strategy worked out, and I feel like that's what Paris would do. She'd come in with a whiteboard of strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Logan would, like, date around a lot, but then, mm-hmm. like, pick one person and then, like, propose to them in the finale. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's true. Just, like, basically his arc on the show. <laughs> yeah. I want to say Dean would be the really good-looking blonde guy who's always the first one voted off because mm. he didn't quite play the game well enough. Yeah. And they, the thing they would say about him is just that he's so tall. And they wouldn't yeah. really have much else to say. Yeah. He's so such a nice guy. But <laughs> I think Lane, I don't know. It's kind of hard. I don't know that Lane would be like, she'd be kind of the sleeper of the season, mm. I think. 
kind of always there. And then she would meet somebody like halfway through, maybe a week or two before, or a few days before Casa Amor. Mm. But their connection would be like so, so electric that they both still decided to stick with each other oh, nice. during Casa Amor. <laughs> I like that. I think obviously Madeline and Louise would kill it. Yeah. I think Jess would leave halfway through on yeah. his own accord. <laughs> like, I think he would get in, like, fights with his person. Like, I think they mm-hmm. would be really, like, passionate, but argue a lot. Like, I'm thinking of, like, yeah. Paige and her guy who was, like, oh, younger. Yeah. So maybe if he went in when he was younger, not ready yet, kind of like what happens mm-hmm. with him in the show. Yeah. They have, like, a lot of chemistry, and you see a lot of weird things in the night cam. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, who would be going at it for the night cam is a good question. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Well, okay. Thank you for um, humoring me with my Love Island yeah. UK speculations. Oh, here's That'd one final fun. question. Like, who would be a good host? Oh. Actually, I think Paris would also be a good host. Mm-hmm. She has snarky lines for everybody. Yeah, they have to, like, banter with them. I think Miss yeah. Patty could be good as well. Or, like, Miss oh, Patty and yeah. Babette, a first, like, co-host. Oh, that would be great. They could, yeah, like, flirt with them, so too. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, we okay. should totally auction this uh, this idea off. Gilmore <laughs> Girls, <laughs> Love Island. <laughs> well, any last words for season three? Can't believe we have finished three seasons of this so far yeah well i i want to say goodbye it's almost like an in memoriam good luck um goodbye to alex and Uh, jess for a while Dave, dave um what else the independence in tricks Chilton. We never see this. We never see tricks again. Yeah, tricks. Tracksuit man. Yeah. John Ham. <laughs> yeah. Fran. That's you, a real memoriam. <laughs> you will be remembered. No, you you will not be forgotten. Um, rest in peace. I don't know. I etc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and that I just can't believe that we've done season three. You know, like it felt like yeah. it went by so fast and. Now I'm thinking about like I have all of these folders for each episode and then when we're done I like put them all in a single season so folder <laughs> and it's very satisfying but then like I never go in that folder again you know like yeah. we're just done with season three yeah, so it's true it is definitely a big I feel like milestone for us because I feel like on the more like personal podcast note it's like I do feel like season three of our podcast has been a big one for us mm-hmm. in the same way that season three was yeah, big we for found the show. Our sea legs. Yeah, yeah, so it has just felt great, and it's been a really good time doing these recaps and like getting to engage with a lot more listeners. My, I had a TikTok that is almost at two million views now, so uh, like viral. it's just been a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yeah, it's about been you? Great. I agree. I'm excited for season four. Thanks to everybody who's lis- listened to us so far. Mm-hmm. And we, we're we excited to be back for season four. But we also have a few really exciting interviews coming up in the next Seriously. few weeks. That it's we've had so like a blast recording. Mm-hmm. Um, so you better check those out 
some yeah. of the people will be familiar to you. Actually, mm-hmm. for many, many of you, they many, will all be familiar. Many of you, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. exciting. Yeah. All right. Well, talk soon. Talk soon for season four.